Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, family out there? You listening? What's up, fam? Good to see you guys out there. Um, where's my camera? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, um, where's my camera? Hmm. I don't know what's what's up. What the happening? How? I'm gonna try to have to reactivate here. Nothing. Where is my camera? Huh. That's weird. Hmm. Anyways, coming to you live from Wisconsin. It's good to see you guys out there. And another day, another another time when nothing ever freaking works around here. You know, you just turn stuff on. You expect it to, what, it's supposed to just work? That's how life works these days where, you know, where you, you plug stuff in and you turn it on and then it, it works, and then, then you turn it off, and you turn it back on again, and just don't work now. Just just decides, ah, I don't really feel like working today. Maybe tomorrow, maybe maybe some other time will will work. I don't know. Why would you want to? Why would you want to have a, a camera to do a show? Um. Well, I try to unplug this thing real quick. I mean, why would you want stuff to work? Why would why would things work? Why would things just, just no? That's not how life works these days. The way life works these days is is everything works perfect for like, you know, three years. How long have we been doing shows now? Everything works perfect for like three years, and then suddenly, it doesn't work. That's just how life works these days, you know. That's how, that's how, that's how things work, you know? <laughs> oh man, let me see here. I'm going to have to scramble here real quick to try to make sure to see if I can get this thing to work and activate. Boom. Look at there. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> why would, why would you want stuff to work? No, 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 no. That's, that's not talk about how stuff works. Time to move to Linux. You know what? I would love to move to Linux, my friend. I'm, I'm being completely honest with you. I freaking hate Windows, but it is what it is. Anyways, good to see you guys there. Give it a little uh, power off, power back on, unplug it, plug it back in. It, it works about 99% of the time. And if it doesn't work, then you just get a big fucking hammer, BFH. And you take that big fucking hammer and you 
fucking smash the hell out of it until it's in little pieces, and then you go buy a new one. That's the that's the policy of Uncensored Abe, and this is the official troubleshooting method of anything that doesn't work. You just unplug that fucker, plug it back in, and if that don't work, just smash it with a big fucking hammer. All right, and that's how we do things around here, and that's how we do things in our garage too. Anyways, happy Monday, guys! It's good to see you guys out there. I hope all is well. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope you guys had a chance to kind of get away from it all. Prepare yourselves for what's going to be a very interesting week in summer. Uh, lots of speculation, lots of uh, playful bantering happening out there with regards to what's happening out there. Uh, and the, you know, you know what we do here, right? It doesn't matter. I don't. I could really care less if Barr's a white hat or a black hat or if Mueller's a white hat. I don't freaking care. I do not care one. T- so that's why I'm just like I. I treat it like someone have so much fun with it, man. But. But uh, what I care about is is, is solutions and uh, results, <laughs> and we haven't really seen a whole lot of results from anything yet. I hadn't seen any results on the election. The talk of decertification is pretty much gone. Uh, there's a lot of people trying to keep it alive, but um, you know, at this point, it's just not looking good until we until we change the legislatures at least. Um, the the establishment, the Uniparty, has pretty much seized control of the United States of America, and. Those of us that just love this country may disagree on specific topics are left here to pick up the pieces of what's left, I guess. That's, that's what the future's like, right? Not so fast. There's a reason why many of us have gotten involved and become citizen journalists and gotten, you know, started to get, put ourselves out there in front of microphones. It's because we, we believe in something much bigger that's happening around our world right now than just the pessimistic or the um, overly optimistic uh, sides of the coin. And most of us are just constitutional conservatives. A lot of us are veterans, military, or have military in our family. So we've grown up uh, seeing a different world uh, than may- maybe most people like in in, in, the, in upper Manhattan, New York do, or, you know, stuck in D.C. in their little freaking bubbles of false reality. Uh, and, and so what we do is we bring that perspective to the people out there. And because of that, because of bringing uh, documented and sauced, sourced information to the public and informing them daily for the last three or four years, a lot of people are being censored, targeted, shut down, and demonetized in every way possible. And it's going to get worse. It's already starting to get worse. Um, I'm seeing uh, libs of TikTok just going, they're going after them again. Why? Because they're very effective. And anybody else who's effective out there, they're going to continue to go after. So in the end, I need you to do a couple things. I need you to bookmark my website, uncensoredabe.com. You can always find a live show there. I have multiple backups to doing mobile streams to, you know, hear streams. I'm going to be here every day guiding all of our families through whatever's happening, whatever happens and however it happens. And if I have to, I'll literally drive to the scene of events and bring them live to you so that we can figure out what's happening without the doctored uh, false narratives that the mainstream media is shoving down our throats every day. So that's what I do here every day, and I focus very deeply on that. I try to dig for the most information, the most important information that's out there. Um, I have fallen into kind of a hole of of the kind of same old information uh, recently with regards to Durham and with regards to Hunter Biden and the and the, and the Biden crime family. I'm going to continue to focus on those things because those stories are continuing to to make themselves known daily in every different part of of perspective perspective of 
the media, when you start seeing, uh, you know, the New York Times start talking about stuff or, or CNN start talking about stuff, you know, the media is, is the, the foundations being laid for a narrative shift and they're not going to like it. And so they're going to continue to do everything they can to shut down truth. And in the end, they ain't going to, it's they're never going to stop us. They're never going to stop us. So what we need for, from everyone out there is you guys to make sure you stay focused on what's important. All right. When, when, when you're in your everyday lives, your, your relationships and the ability to be a positive influence on somebody in your life that day, at that minute, at that time, to do a, a random act of kindness, to walk away from a situation that's not worth your time or things like that, to try to live a better life and show people of the world around us that we're not a bunch of all freaking racist scumbags that hate the world. It's just you perspective. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's just you, uh, uh, <laughs> I lost the word. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, exposing yourselves of who you really are lost complete train of loss. Anyways. So anyways, stay, stay, uh, stay focused in your daily relationships in the real world, because this false world this this online world, this, this social media world, this, this, this whole world that we live in now is a creation is a creation of the powers that be around us. If you don't understand how media narratives have been sh- have been formed for the past, well, since the CIA was was uh, formed and before, uh, used to be what three TV stations. Now there's uh, uh, six that own all of the media in the world. Same power structure, same everything. In the end, what we're trying to do is stay focused on what's happening daily and forget about the he such seashell bullshit. Forget about who you think's a white hat or a black hat. I don't freaking care. I love commenting on it because it's fun to get involved in stuff like that and show people why your narrative is just completely just doesn't make any sense whatsoever at its foundation. And then people can choose to pick whatever side they want to believe in that. And then we move forward and it doesn't matter. We still keep marching forward. That's the point of what I'm trying to get to today. I had a fun and amazing weekend with my daughter and I uh, was hoping my other daughter was going to make it up. But of course, because of gas prices and uh, the middle class, the way that they are being uh, attacked right now, again, anytime a Democrat's in power, they must do what they can to limit the ability for the middle class to, to get ahead at all. In fact, they do what, do what they can to keep you behind. Just look what happens in Democrat cities. And you're watching that happen. You're watching the policies of the radical left and Democrats and liberals in, included have these same kind of ideas of policies about how economies work and how uh, how you need to have more of a foundational structure than just a safety net. You need a foundational structure of the government giving handouts to people because they can't fend for themselves and they can't find a way to 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 you know live for themselves. People are too stupid to be able to do these things that that's the way that that, that this kind of uh, world thinks that the, that we're under right now this is the kind of government structure that the way that they think and so you're watching the consequences of that play out just in, in regular families like mine where people can't travel because this this world is, is a is a is a <laughs> i don't know what it is all right this clown world whatever this whatever we're going through right now is going to, is in the end the 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 worst always makes the the better better, right? So we're going to have to go through some, through some stuff here for a little while. And then when we get on the other end of that, whatever this is going to be, whatever, however it plays itself out in the public sphere. And it's fun to think about different angles of how, what's ha- what's really happening, right? Because it's obvious to everybody, anyone that's watching out there, this clown world is not reality. And what really is happening out there 
is a lot of very important legal things are happening in our world that are going to change the world for generations going forward. I once dreamed, I told you guys this, but I don't know if you've heard this, but I became a constitutional conservative activist because of the farce that is Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. They are the absolute worst unconstitutional Supreme Court rulings in the history of America. And they are a abomination to the to the rule of law, and they are abomination to democracies where states compete with ideas and people vote for ideas and the best ideas get ahead. You can't have that kind of basic competitive structure in a in a society that is all about they're putting their thumbprint in on you or putting their boot on your neck to keep you down that is the policies of the radical left and in turn any liberal who still supports the radical left if they haven't woken up to the garbage policies that is the radical left marxist nazis of this country and our world then what do we do at what point do people just not going to wake up to the world around them to say, I think the government is here to really help us. If you're if you're dealing with somebody who's dumb enough or naive enough to believe that people in this government or in power in general are there to make their lives better. If you if you start there, how do you even have a discussion with these people? You can't. So what do we do? We make sure we share the ideas and expose them for the scum that they are. And we do that daily, effectively as a team. And we're going to continue to do it that way. Welcome to the show, my friends. It's good to see you guys out there on the foxhole.app. Willie Fix It in the house. First in the house. Good to see you out there, Palladius. Knock my socks off. Yes, I did break my system again. Alicia, it's good to see you out there. Thanks for being here today. Uh, the Steel Monkey, thanks for being here today. That's the problem right there. I don't watch CNN, right? You know what? I used to watch CNN because then I would I would be able to know exactly the way they're spinning their arguments, man, and I'd be able to be more effectively destroy their arguments that way. Knock my socks off. Alan Brain is always way to have his tongue. Indeed, sometimes it is. In fact, almost always it is. <laughs> I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Scary words indeed. Thanks for being here today. Guys, I appreciate you very much. And also thank you to Glenn for the 145 gold pills already. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you guys very much. I see a good crowd working their way in over there on the other side. Did you guys have a good weekend out there? Tell me about your weekends. Did you guys get a chance to get away from it all? Just spend some time uh, just kind of enjoying life away from all of this stuff. Over there on Rumble, it's good to see you guys there today. Chris and all the mods, thank you guys for all you guys do to share the links and everything. Ilda the Hunt is here early today. Good to see you out there. Thanks for being here today. Hank, God bless you. Thanks for joining us as always. JC Bird in the house, dropping dropping another cup of coffee on me. Thanks, man. I need I needed that cup of coffee today. I got to tell you, uh, the the move here has destroyed my bank account and I'm still waiting on all this stuff that's happening to start hitting. And yeah, um, so I appreciate your guys' support very much. It's, uh, it's good that we moved into the house. It's good that we're settled back in, but man, that when you, you know how it goes with moving, there's always something that you need here and there and we're, we're freaking hurting right now. So I appreciate you guys very much for all your support. Just Mojo and I hear you. It's good to see you out there as well as Glenn. Thanks for being here today, guys. Everyone over there on Rumble. Twitch crowd working their way in here today, guys. Good to see you guys out there. Thank you for the new follows to Amir and uh, DJ the Dirty Guy, JC Bird last week, supporting over there on Twitch as well. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Dr. Jay Blazer in the house. Good to see you. Brianne, thanks for joining us here today. Hope you guys had a great weekend. 
Uh, JC Bird again. Let's see. Brad over here in Wisconsin. What's up, Brad? Good to see you out there, man. I hope we go ball as well. Hope to get to more events here soon here in Wisconsin. I need to start. Now I can start. Now that I'm settled in, I can start getting focused on doing more of that stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Comfortably Numb is out there lurking as well. Thanks for all the lurkers out there. Doug is mine. Thanks for the shades, my friend. I hope all is well. We are going to start off with President Trump's true social. I finally figured out my password. And I figured out which email address I use. I got like freaking 20 email addresses. And it's like, okay, which one did I use for this? So, yeah, I finally got my true social stuff figured out. So we're going to go play around with true social, see what's going on out there for a little bit today. Uh, President Trump has several interesting words that he dropped out there today. Uh, we're going to recap last week's um, a new article from Technofog that we haven't re- read yet. This one, this one was released on Friday, so I haven't read that article yet. So we're going to recap last week Technofog's stuff. There's some interesting uh, other stuff out there with regards to Durham as well. There's a new article out there that's that was dropped today uh, that is in just um, excuse me, yeah, just the news. I wanted to read that just for some for some perspective and see what's in there. And then of course. The great Cash Patel had words about a five-minute interview. We're going to play that for sure. So Durham heavy in the first hour. Second hour, we're going to get into Hunter Biden, of course. And then there's just a lot of interesting little nuggets that are out there today that we need to get through. Some news here in Wisconsin. And, of course, we'll check in with the Department of Justice to see if everything's going on over there as well. Popcorn Q, good to see you out there. Uh, Berninger displays Wisconsin voter fraud data. Uh, yes, we. I was. I actually filmed uh, one of those that was here in Wisconsin. We did that live. So we have been trying to keep up on what's happening here. Wisconsin for sure. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Good to see you out there. Jiminy Cricket. I got away and went uh, self-improvement class and had the most fun I've ever had with my clothes on. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I had um, my daughter joining us uh, yesterday. We were going to go plant the last group of trees, the Arboretum, whatever the hell they're called. I don't know. They're like uh, pine trees that grow vertically for like a fence. All right. what are, You know what I'm talking about. Those Arbor somethings. So we were going to go plant them this weekend and finally get them in because I wanted to get them in two weeks ago before the the weather really started to shift. So now I'm late getting them in and I'm not sure they're going to make it, but we'll see. Um, point being, we were going to go plant those and get them in the, in the ground. Well, the, the lake fly um, hatch hit. And remember I was telling you, there's one downside to this land and it's twice a year for about two weeks. You can't walk down the street literally without getting attacked by thousands and millions and millions of lake flies and it's bad um and so of course yesterday the wind was blowing from the northeast straight into where my lot is and guess what piled up on the lot a shit ton of lake flies we pulled up to the land opened the door walked out and got attacked by them the most hilarious part of this though for those of you that are listening out there <laughs> the the lady across the street was cutting the grass in the middle of it and she was just like nice yeah another another day in the life she was just literally walking right through them and it was weird because like I, you know so i had to go check the trees because i i hadn't had a chance obviously with the move and, and everything happening before the move i haven't had a chance to be even be out of the land in like a month so i you know usually i'm out there almost every weekend uh through since we bought it so i haven't had a chance to get out there and it's getting getting overgrown i have to, I guess, get to get some work out there pretty soon so we'll see what happens but um 
So, yeah. So I, I'm like, screw it. You know, I'm going to go walk the land real quick and check all the trees to make sure they're all doing okay. They're all budding. They all took. They're all they're all already growing about six inches longer. It it's awesome. So twenty North Norwegian spruces eventually are going to be uh, sixty foot tall and about six foot wide all along the side of the lot, and it's going to just going to change the way the, the way that the lot looks once it's done. And I can't wait for that. So um, that's the good news. A couple of them are lean, and I'm going to have to get them planted a little bit better. But uh, there was no way I was doing that uh, when I was out there because you literally just got swarmed by them the whole walk for 200 feet to the back of the lot and then back it was freaking bad dude it sucked man so i would i would go out there if i had uh one of the what do you call those like mosquito nets that you have to have one because those things were getting in your ears and behind your neck and stuff and just constantly in your eyes and you know hitting your mouth so if i had one of those i'd I'd go out there and deal with it but it was freaking i just turned around walked right back and um my USB ports are really screwing up, man. That sucks. Um, I'm going to have to... I, I got something going on with my computer. Uh, I got a ghost in the machine. Uh, <laughs> so, freaking figure. So, anyways, yeah, they're really fast growing. They grow... Once they get going, they can grow as, as fast as uh, 6 to 10 feet a year. So, um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Eat garlic and don't eat bananas. <laughs> Hey, Denise, good to see you out there. Hope all is well. So, yeah, so that was my weekend. So we ended up just coming back here, and since the wind's blowing, we live, like, literally on the north side of the lake, like, right on, like, about, you know, a mile from the lake on the north side of it. Um, And so we come here, and there's none, literally none, because that northeast wind was blowing that way. So tomorrow the wind's blowing out of the east, blowing it straight to my daughter's land where she's living at now. So we might go out there tomorrow and try to get some stuff done. That'll be a big difference the way the wind blows. But so it it does kind of suck, but it's only for a week to two, uh, twice a year now and then July 4th, of course. So the two times that you want to be outside the most. But so what do you do? You just you deal with it, right? I mean, it's like anywhere else. You got mosquito swarms. You got freaking uh, ladybugs want to get all kinds of stuff and it, you got to deal with stuff anywhere. And that's the only downside of the land. But in the meantime, we got a bunch of work done here and I smoked a couple of ribs yesterday. I should put, I'll post those on uh, I forgot to post those. Um, I, <laughs> I smoked some ribs yesterday. Finally, I haven't smoked in like smoked any meat in like six months. It's at least it's been longer than that. Cause winter, um, oh, and I'm posted on true, true social right now. Uh, this weekend, this weekend, uh, smoked baby backs. <laughs> there you go. Check it out. Um, they were freaking delicious. They turned out freaking perfect. Uh, so yeah, I got that done. I had my daughter and her husband over for dinner. Of course it took, it took, it takes six hours to do, to do ribs right. So they got the full treatment and they were freaking delicious. Fall off the bone, a little bit of spice, a little bit of sweetness to them. Just the way I like them, man. So that's why that was my weekend. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a chance to kind of get away this weekend as well and kind of hang out. Um, here, I'll tell you what, I'll show you. Since I have my true social up now, I can show you. I see a lot of you guys are already out there liking it. Nice. Uh, I can show you guys the picture that I just posted on true social. Boom. There they are. Check them out. They were fall off the bone delicious. So I I do a, do a, um, it's kind of like a heavy, a heavy, um, cayenne. 
and different kind of uh, spicy stuff like that. And then it, it kind of infuses it into the meat. And I used, uh, I used a thick, um, what do you call it, stone mustard. What do you call that crap? I can't remember what it's called because I don't buy it. <laughs> I just started to get the, the stuff. And uh, mustard first and then a lot, of, a lot of spice. And then smoke them for four hours, wrap them for two hours with a honey... Um, apple cider, uh, apple cider vinegar and, uh, Worcestershire sauce glaze. And they turn out unbelievably delicious. Hey, popcorn Q. Thanks for the fall. <laughs> I, I love that. I'm going to be able to check you, uh, take you guys to true social now and, uh, and see what's going on. Thanks for all the, all the uh, heads up out there, guys. Good to see you guys all over there on true social. We're going to go check out president Trump's here real quick. Um, True social since he's had a lot of stuff that he's been posting recently, and I want to go through a few of them. So let's check them out here real quick. Uh, I want to start right back here to when he first started today posting. Yesterday he finished up with I think Twitter's going down, bot spam, fake accounts, and more. All add up to big trouble. But the biggest trouble of all is for them is that no matter how many times they may ask or admit they will wrong, I will never go back to Twitter again. Truth is better. Elon has no idea what he's getting into. It's a complete mess where users are fleeing in many cases to truth. There is no confidence in Twitter anymore, and it has become a dark, unfriendly and very boring hole. <laughs> so it's good to watch Twitter just uh, destroy itself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, today, about eight hours ago, President Trump tweeted out about Dr. Deborah Burks, who's a great patriot. She, he says, while Dr. Be- Deborah Burks was, while working at the top health official in the government, lost all credibility when she told people in the strongest terms not to travel during a major holiday because of the China virus. She then traveled a very long distance to be with a large number of people within her family. What she did was so shameful and egregious on her own family, turned her in. So cool. How many? How much did they hate her? She has a few dresses. Uh, many scars and no class. I said, you're fired <laughs> to the wall street journal board is Pennsylvania. Still. Okay. Six days and counting. Gee, I wonder why France was done in one day. Get a new board. If it actually matters. Uh, then he's talking about the fake news media. Pennsylvania count could be a, a long time in the coming. It's all screwed up. Mail-in ballots are a disaster for America. Allows large-scale systematic cheating. Go to paper ballots. Same-day voting. Write that, Wall Street Journal. Our elections are strictly third world. I agree, Mr. President. It's a disaster. Several endorsements out there from President Trump today as well, or this weekend. Today, actually, Burt Jones, John Gordon, David Perdue. Um, insider advantage uh, about Kemp um, and the poll stuff happening. The fake news is trying to spin Kemp's has a has a lead. <clears throat> yeah, just like what Hillary had a lead. Nice try. Uh, Donald Trump warns Republican candidates against crossing him. Nice. And then there's this from an hour ago. With all the talk about Bill Barr, President Trump put this out there. As usual, he says, Barr took the easy way out. Too bad. Huh. Well, let me, I, I, you know me, I'm going to have to see what this says. March 9th, 2020, the to the Honorable uh, William Barr from President Trump it is a letter that says this. Dear Mr. Attorney General, on March 4th, 2020, Senator Charles Sh- Schumer made the following statement on the steps of the state Supreme Court. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hits you if you go forward with these awful decisions. 
In response to these evident evident threats by Senator Schumer, Chief Justice Roberts responded with an extraordinary statement, which which says, in part, justices know that criticism comes with the territory, but threatening statements of this sort from the highest levels of the government are not only inappropriate, they are dangerous. Senate, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell responded to Senator Schumer's threats as follows. The Minority Leader of the United States Senate threatened two associate justices of the U.S. Supreme Court, period. There's no other way to interpret that. Because no matter the intention, words carry words carrying the apparent threat of violence can have horrific unintended consequences. In their most recent year on the record, the United States Marshal Service tracked thousands of threats and inappropriate communications against the judiciary. Less than three years ago, of course, an unhinged and unstable left-wing activist attempted a mass murder of a congressional Republicans at a baseball field across the river. The Senate Majority Leader appearing to threaten or incite violence on the steps of the state Supreme Court or the Supreme Court could literally be a matter of deadly seriousness. Senator Schumer's remarks are not only threatening, but on their face seek to ensure and unlawfully influence the Supreme Court to arrive at a particular outcome in a pending matter. As president, it's my duty to ensure that the laws are faithfully executed and enforced. Any other American who made such threats against judicial officers would be subject to investigation by federal law enforcement. President Trump goes on, continues with the second page with this. Accordingly, I hereby direct you with any and all appropriate assistance with the U.S. Marshal Service and Federal Bureau of Investigation to investigate Senator Schumer over his threats, which may violate the following and other federal laws. 18 U.S. Code 115, uh, just judicial intimidation. 18 U.S. Code 1503, obstruction of justice. And conspiracy, 18 Code 371. <clears throat> Interesting. I also direct you to report back to me within a month with any recommendation as to the prosecution of Senator Schumer. It is appropriate, given the grave constitutional nature of this issue, that I directly be involved in its ultimate resolution. In the meantime, I also direct that the U.S. Marshal Service, in consultation with the Supreme Court, reevaluate, if necessary, increased level of protection for Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Gorsuch, as appropriate for other men or for other members of the high court as appropriate for other members of the high court, excuse me. It is paramount that the American people have confidence in the fair administration of justice to that. end, there should be no exemption for us senators who utter threats of violence against judicial officers, especially members of the Supreme court or otherwise seek to improperly influence pending cases. The American people must be assured that the Supreme court is able to perform its essential constitutional function without fear of violence and intimidation. I have the highest confidence in you and look forward to hearing your recommendations. Sincerely yours, Donald Trump, President of the United States. Again, this was sent to Bill Barr on March 9th, 2020. Um, And President Trump accompanies that uh, letter with, as usual, Barr took the easy way out too bad. So there you go. I'm, I just report what I see. You take it for, for what it's worth. Um, and uh, President Trump has either had a whole lot of kayfabe directed at Bill Barr recently with trying to throw people off the trail of Bill Barr and uh, the coming discreditation of uh, uh, Durham. You know, that's coming. And then and so therefore, including to include Barr, that's the argument why. The Trump's trying to throw people off the trail. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. Doesn't really matter to me either way. Uh, Barr's gone right now. He's no longer 
you know, at the Department of Justice. And so whatever, it, it is what it is at this point. Um, and it seems to me that uh, President Trump calling him up about the elections and also about a, a senator threatening a Supreme Court justice says a lot about what's going on in the world today. That's all I got to say about that. Um, I'm going to get to um, a discussion about Roe versus Wade in the middle of the show today. So we're going to, I'm going to keep that, keep that letter in the back of your mind. And then when we get to the top of the hour or so, we'll get to get to another section of this. President Trump also called into the John Fred- Fredericks show earlier today. There's a two minute clip from this uh, that I wanted to play for you because I just literally dropped from the storm has arrived on telegram. And I kind of wanted to see what president Trump had to say today. So let me cue this up for you guys. We'll check in with president Trump and then we'll get over to uh Durham stuff today. And today they're trying to smash our movement right here in Georgia. Sir, what do you make of that? Well, I can tell you, Ducey was terrible, absolutely terrible in Arizona. And I have to say they did. They tried to put out some fake news about uh, me sort of losing faith in David. And I'll tell you what, if you know David, you don't lose faith in him. David's a great man who took a lot of it took a lot of courage for him to do this. And he did it because he saw what happened with the election. It was rigged. It was stolen. And, you know, I don't know if you realize it just came out. I hear 102 Georgia counties, they can't produce the Dropbox videos. There's no video surveillance, which I think it amounted, they told me, and I may be wrong, but it's a lot, 181,000 votes. And this is uh, certified. They certified the election in Georgia. That's Brad Raffensperger and... The governor, they certified the election. The true, the true to vote people, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht, who's an incredible woman, she said to me that the single worst group of people to deal with in terms of getting that, because this, this information was all given to them a long time ago, everything that you saw in 2000 mules, and it was given to them a long time ago. They didn't do anything about it. They didn't want to do anything about it. There's something going on that nobody can figure out. Why wouldn't they want to? Even if you look at number one as an American, but as a Republican governor, why wouldn't you, when you're given all of this information, why wouldn't you want to do something about it? And they obstructed. They absolutely obstructed. They wouldn't let it come out. And now we hear that no video surveillance all over the place. And it's a disgrace. I want to. Well, it. it it looks like we're in for a, a battle in this next election. They're definitely going to continue to try to um, rig it. Um, he highlights this. There's something going on that nobody can figure out. Why wouldn't you want to do something about it? And they obstructed. They absolutely obstructed. They wouldn't let it come out. And now we hear that there's no video surveillance all over the place, and it's a disgrace. So, um <laughs> moves and counter moves as we continue to move through this fun. We're just going to, we're just going to um, let it play itself out together and watch it play itself out. And whatever happens is going to be interesting. That's for freaking sure. Um, I'm going to give my hop straight to uh, Durham today. Thanks for being here today, guys. I see you guys all out there. Uh, Doug is my Smee is good to see you out there. Brother whole ball as well. Alicia B Jay's in the house as well. Uh, Freedom Train, good to see you out there. Thanks for joining us here today. I appreciate that. Susan Groves, what are they hiding? That's a freaking really good question. <laughs> uh, it seems like there's more to meets the eye for sure. Hey, Pterodactyl, thank you for the new follow. I appreciate that. I'll get you on after the show. 
And uh, Hank and Just Mojo Jasmine, good to see you out there as well. Thanks, guys, for joining us here today. Dr. J Blazer gifting a sub to Iowa's Flat. Thank you for that. As well as another one to Brienne. Dr. J, thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. <clears throat> We're up to almost 1,200 followers now. When I started Twitch, begin, beginning this year, we were at like 200. There's great growth on Twitch. Thanks for all the support over there, guys. All right. What's up, Par5? Uh, Hillary Clinton's Trump-Russian media strategy revealed. So this is from Technofog as of Friday. And I want, to, um, I want to rewind a little bit, read this, and read a couple of articles, and then we're going to go through all of the stuff that happened today in the, in the uh, Twitter threads that are out there. So that's the plan, however long it takes, and then we'll get to the rest of stuff that's out there today as well. So with that, I'm going to hop straight to it. Hillary Clinton's Trump-Russian media strategy revealed Sussman trial day four from Technofog dropped on Friday. Yesterday morning, we saw continued testimony from FBI General Counsel James Baker and Hillary Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook. As we previously observed, Mook had already admitted to being briefed on general updates concerning Fusion GPS findings, though he had denied knowing who Fusion GPS was. I'm traveling this weekend. I can't do a deepest dive yet into yesterday's testimony, including that of CIA agent in the afternoon session. But here are the highlights from Baker and Mook. We did cover the CIA stuff on Friday. If you missed that, the Baker examination continued. Baker testified that Sussman did not notify him that the discredited Trump-Russia Alpha Bank allegations had been shared with the New York Times. For a refresher, here are the transcript excerpts from Thursday's testimony. Did he, Sussman, question, tell you anything about whether he had a client when he went to the New York Times? Answer, I guess the answer to that question is no. Question, do do you, and you don't know, sir, whether they were his clients for purposes of attempting to get this story placed in the New York Times, do you? That's fair. I do not know that. That's correct. Question. I, you don't know whether he was working with the Clinton campaign to do that, do you? I do not. So there you go. That's the summary of the Baker examination there. Robbie Mook testimony, however, Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign manager also testified before the jury Friday. In his testimony, he stated that Hillary Clinton personally approved a plan to spread the lie that Trump was colluding with Russia via secret servers to the media. He also admitted to being briefed on the conspiracy. Uh, question. Okay. In connection with the general focus on Mr. Trump and Russia, did there come a time when you learned of potential links between the Trump organization, Mr. Trump's business and a rough, a Russian bank called alpha bank answer. I did. I was briefed on that question. Approximately when were you first briefed on that? If you remember, I honestly can't recall. He answers look answers who participated in the briefing. If you remember Myself, Mark Elias, Jen Palmieri, Jake Sullivan, John Podesta. There might have been others, but those are ones I definitely recall being there. Mook also admitted that Clinton campaign was focused on Trump's relationship with Russia before the summer of 2016. Question, in the summer of 2016, was Mr. Trump's relationship with Russia something that the campaign focused on? Answer, yes. I mean, it was frankly something we were focused on before that time. But absolutely, indeed, this conspiracy goes deep. Muck, however, did uh, did deny that the Clinton campaign directed Sussman to go to the FBI, despite admitting that, that Clinton approved the Trump-Russia allegations to be shared with the media. Question, were you aware that Mr. Sussman went to the FBI in September of 2016 to give them a heads up about a New York Times story about uh, Trump and Alpha Bank? Answer, no. Do you have any recollection of anyone talking to you about going to the FBI on behalf of the campaign on the Trump-Alpha Bank issue? Answers, no. Do you Did you direct Mr. Sussman to go to the FBI 
on behalf of the campaign? Answer, absolutely not. Did you authorize Mr. Sussman to go to the FBI on behalf of the campaign? Answer is no. Did you, anyone else from the campaign, to your knowledge, director authorize Mr. Sussman to go to the FBI on behalf of the campaign? To my knowledge, Mook says no. Of course he didn't. It's compartmentalized. Mook also said the decision to push the debunked Russia conspiracy to the media was made by him. Sussman, John Podesta, Palmieri, and that Hillary Clinton agreed with the decision. Question, once you learned about it, the Trump-Russia allegations, you started discussing with the campaign whether the campaign should affirmatively push it in the media, right? Answer, correct. And you had that discussion with Mr. Sullivan. Answers, correct. With Mr. Podesta, just to be clear, this is what I recall, these people, correct. Okay, you had a discussion with Mr. Sullivan. Yes, I recall, yes. Question, whether to push it to the media, right? Answers, correct. With Palmieri, answers, correct. With Mr. Podesta, correct. But in any event, the decision to provide this to the media was authorized by the campaign, correct? Answer, we authorized a staff member of the campaign to provide it to the media, uh, regarding Hillary Clinton, Mook said this question, Mr. Mook, before you the break, you had testified that there was a conversation in which you told Ms. Clinton about the proposed plan to provide the Alpha Bank allegations to the media. Is that correct? Answers, correct. Question, what is her response? Answer, all I remember is that she agreed with the decision. Some final thoughts from Technofog. While this trial is about Sussman's false statements to the FBI, it's also more than that. Thank you, Technofog. This is Special Counsel John During telling the public the story of the Clinton opposition research machine and how the campaign through their lawyers and contractors, Fusion GPS, developed and spread lies to the media to influence the election. It's the story of the Clinton campaign lawyers to using the FBI to further that strategy of deception. With that in mind, do not forget that Igor Danchenko case. It is the case that Charles Dolan, a Hillary Clinton friend and supporter, was coincidentally feeding false information to Christopher Steele's primary subsource. I don't think so. And at that thread, on that thread, what are the odds that another Clinton ally, Alexander Downer, took his info to the FBI? Downer's tip was referenced in the opening of the Alpha Bank invest- Trump investigation, seen below. Note that the FBI misrepresents both the Downer tip and Mifsud's purported statement to George Papadopoulos. Thank you for talking about this technofog. This is the advancement of this story that should be the most important part of this the media talks about, but they're not talking about the global conspiracy that all of this is. We'll see. Are we to believe the Clinton campaign and its agents had nothing to do with Dolan and Downer? When it comes to the broader Trump-Russia matter, there are too many Clinton links to ignore. Let's hope that Durham is unraveling that thread. We all hope that that's what's actually happening here. Technofog, thank you for your great work and dedication to truth. I really appreciate Technofog's work. Arthur Schwartz. Um, this is what, uh, Mr. Sullivan, Jake Sullivan stuff. So I got that covered. I just wanted to make sure that that got covered because, you know, Jake Sullivan, uh, well, he's a scumbag extraordinaire bought and paid for by the powers that be. And he's a major problem. Uh, FBI agent grilled in Sussman trial about the, about changing story on whether defendant represented the DNC. Sussman faces one charge of allegedly lying to the FBI in September of 2016. This article is in Just the News. It came out today from Natalia uh, Middlestat, and I want to read it because I want to get as much of the different perspectives and people pointing in on key things out there as possible on this stuff. 
So let's see what this has to say. Excuse me for a second. All right. FBI agent Ryan Gaynor told defense attorneys Monday in a trial of the 2016 Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman that he didn't think the defendant was representing any client when he came to the bureau just weeks before Election Day with information he alleged to show Trump-Russia collusion. Gaynor's testimony followed him uh, uh, telling prosecutors in meetings prior to the trial and during questioning on Monday that he was unsure about whether Sussman was representing a client or clients. Sussman has been charged by the special counsel John Durham with lying to the FBI in September of 2016 when he was not representing when he said he was not representing any clients as he gave information to the bureau that showed the Trump organization had a back channel to Moscow's Trump Russia Bank. Defense attorneys on Monday sought to attack Gaynor credibility, attempting to show that he flip-flopped on whether he thought Sussman brought the Alpha Bank tail to the FBI as a good citizen or on behalf of clients. Sussman at the time was a partner at Perkins Coy Law Firm and was, and was representing the DNC and a tech company executive According to the prosecution, he has pled not guilty to the charge of lying. Gaynor said that he had not been asked by the special counsel during his late 2020 and early 2021 meetings for the proof about whether Sussman came to the bureau on behalf of clients and that he had not reviewed his notes prior to the first meeting. Gaynor also said the, the FBI's Chicago field office bought and paid for by Bozo Obama, which was investigating the Alpha Bank allegation wanted to interview the source of the allegation, but couldn't because of a close hold from senior FBI leadership, which prevented Gaynor from telling those agents that Sussman was the source. Uh-huh. Gaynor said the FBI looked at the data logs between Trump Organization and Alpha Bank email servers and ultimately concluded the alleged communications were in fact from Central Dynamics, a spam marketing company. Gaynor said that it would have mattered that it would have mattered if Sussman was paid by the DNC or the Clinton campaign as it might have impacted how the investigation was opened and, and the close hold being placed on it. You think he also said that if Sussman brought the information to the FBI from a confidential human source, it would have been, it would have affected how it was handled and helped to determine if the source was truthful by going to a third party instead of the, to their FBI handler. Former FBI counterintelligence division chief Bill Priestep also testified briefly on Monday, saying that Sussman's relationship with the Clinton campaign would have been relevant information, but it was not the only factor for the FBI would consider in analyzing information from a source. Week two of the trial resumed Monday in Washington, D.C., following Friday, following testimony Friday by Clinton 2016 campaign manager Robbie Mook that Hillary Clinton personally approved the plan to pitch to the report the plot to the reporters. The trials take place in U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia before uh, Judge Christopher Cooper. All right. Quick summary there from Just the News. The next one I have for you is four minutes from the great, the one, the only Cash Patel. So let's see what he had to say on Sunday Morning Futures this weekend. Let's check it out. This testimony continues this upcoming week in the trial of Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who is being charged with lying to the FBI. When he told then FBI general counsel James Baker he had dirt on Trump, but was giving it to the FBI as a concerned citizen, not on behalf of any one client, such as Hillary Clinton. Joining me right now is former Department of Defense chief of staff. He is former federal prosecutor and the man who worked with Devin Nunes to blow open this case and prove Hillary Clinton and her team orchestrated and paid to get made up dirt on her opponent, 
Donald Trump in 2016 and then got federal agencies such as the FBI and the media to run with it before the 2016 presidential campaign and election. Cash Patel is back with us. He is the author of the new children's book, The Plot Against the King, explaining all of this for children as well. Cash, it's good to see you this morning. Thanks very much for being here. Congrats on the book. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, give us your sense of what you learned, what we learned in that trial room in D.C. last week. Thanks so much for having me, Maria. And the best way to do this is to run through John Durham's prosecutions. Let's talk about the three star witnesses, Robbie Mook, Mark Elias and the FBI's James Baker. So what did we do? What did we learn? So James Baker, the FBI general counsel, whom Michael Sussman has been charged to, to lying to about whether or not he was representing anyone when he was shoveling the dirt, testified under oath that he is, well, quote, 100 percent confident that Michael Sussman did not say he was there for a client, thus gutting his defense. Critical testimony from the uh, witness himself. And if that wasn't enough, remember, Maria, John Durham has the interrogation transcripts from my deposition of Michael Sussman four years ago when I was running the Russiagate investigation, where I asked him under oath, are you, did you go to the FBI for a client? And he said, yes. So <clears throat> it's not just a witness case, it's a paper case. And then you have Michael Sussman's own text message on the evening before he went to see James Baker, a text message from Sussman to Baker, where he himself explicitly says, I'm coming to you as a patriot, as a uh, you know good Samaritan. And let's move on to the testimony of uh, now Mark Elias, his law partner at Perkins Coie, who funneled all the, in all the money from the Hillary Clinton campaign to Fusion GPS and the Alpha Bank server nonsense. He comes in and guts Sussman's defense. He says, uh, we were working together, and of course, the Hillary Clinton campaign was our client. And then there's the documentation, the emails, and the billing sh that shows that Michael Sussman was billing the Hillary Clinton campaign for all the work related to Alpha Bank. And if that wasn't enough, you have the FBI's uh, tech expert come in, I think his name was Hellman, come in and say, the, we, the FBI knew one day after we received this information about Alpha Bank and the purported connection to Trump Tower that it was complete garbage. That is some pretty yeah. powerful testimony and documents from John Durham. Well, I want to talk about the Scott Hellman, the FBI cyber analyst statement at, at, at the trial, because what Scott Hellman and he is the FBI cyber analyst testified was just as you just said, he knew right away that the data did not suggest any covert communications between Trump and Russia. He added that he wondered if the person who put together the data was suffering from a mental disability. So talk about the FBI for a moment, because we know that there are two parts to this. On the one hand, it's the Alpha Bank nonsense, that there was the communication between Trump and the Kremlin between this via this Alpha Bank uh, uh, server. But on the other hand, it's also the Igor Danchenko and the Steele dossier. So we know that in January 2017, the FBI interviewed Danchenko. He told them it was, the Steele dossier was garbage. We made it up. We were having beers, joking around with friends. The Alpha Bank, he knew in September 2016. So you got the Danchenko uh, um, meeting with the FBI in January 17, just as Trump was taking office. And right before the election, September 2016, the FBI says this can't be true. So talk about the FBI's culpability here, because we've been focused on the Clinton campaign. But the FBI wasn't fooled into doing an investigation of Trump, was it? 
No, and that's why we've called them corrupt cops. Look, me as a former federal prosecutor, a guy who worked on FISA's, let's remind our audience of the timeline. This is the same time in the end of 2016 when the corrupt Clintons bring their dirty information to corrupt FBI agents who lie to a federal judge about the Steele dossier, about the Alpha Bank server nonsense to illegally surveil their political opponent. And now you have the FBI agent who did the technical analysis shredding the likes of Andy McCabe, Peter Strzok, and Lisa Page, the corrupt FBI trio that hatched this entire conspiracy on behalf of the Clinton campaign because they didn't like Donald Trump. And that's not my words, that's their words that we've seen publicly. So this FBI agent is taking on the FBI's former leadership to say, you know, there are still good cops here. We knew this information. We did the work on the ground level, but it looks like the political leadership of the FBI politicized national security and put their personal interest above what the law requires. And, and that's why the FBI's confidence has been shattered um, in the public. That hatched this entire conspiracy on behalf of the Clinton campaign because they didn't like Donald Trump. And that's not my words. That's their uh, Dang it. Hold on a second. Ground level, but it looks like the poll. What the hell? I'm in the public. I can't. Uh huh. No. It's freaking ridiculous. <clears throat> uh, I, I can't. I can't mod my foxhole chat. Seriously. Trevor, don't po don't post shit like that in my chat again, please. I don't want. I don't. This isn't a free advertising platform where you where you share a bunch of garbage in my chat. That's not what this is for. So go find somewhere else to go. All right. Um. There's the summary for so far. Uh. Of up until today. Um. Let me keep moving here. Let me stay focused. John Hawley has a summary from today. Um. In in his thread. So we're gonna go through this real quick, and then we'll hang out with I'm you. In the public. I can't. Uh, Okay, Sussman Day 6, Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman's trial for allegedly lying with the FBI about concocted links uh, between Trump Organization and the Kremlin-linked bank prior to the 2016 election continues Monday in a Washington, D.C. Re recap. Okay, uh, 10 witnesses have testified, two FBI agents, a newer star executive, DNC attorney Debbie Fine, Fusion GPS's Laura Siegel, former Clinton cam uh, general counsel Mark Elias, former FBI general counsel James Baker, former Clinton manager Robbie Mook, and two retired CIA agents. Among disclosures in the Sussman trial is the Clinton campaign solicited media to publish the allegations. On Friday, Mook confirmed clearly Clinton personally approved spurring former President Donald Trump to ask, where do I get my reputation back? <laughs> God, Roger that. Thank you, Polidius, for being on top of it. Uh, next, nine hours ago, on tap to testify Monday, our former FBI general counsel, Tricia Anderson, and former FBI counterintelligence assistant director, Bill Priestep, both took notes of their conversations with Baker after he spoke with Sussman on September 9th, 2016. Um, real quick here, I wanted to say thank you also. I, I caught that comfortably numb, gifting out five subs to the, to the crew, to, to the uncensored family about 17 minutes ago. How's that for some synergy, comfortably numb? Thank you for the gifted subs. That's very kind of you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us here today, as always. 
All right. Continuing on from nine hours ago, the Sussman trial is expected to last through Friday with the prosecution set to rest the case by Tuesday or Wednesday, clearing the way for Sussman's defense team to make their arguments. The jury could conceivably be deliberating a verdict through the Memorial Day weekend. Nice. Former FBI Assistant Counterintelligence Director Bill Priestap. It's very interesting to see these names back in the fold again. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I can't help myself, so you guys just have to deal with it. It's just, it's always interesting to see these names back in the fold again. Cause you go back and search Q posts from, um, you know, that, that crazy, those crazy people, 10 posts come up with Bill Priestep's name in it. Isn't that interesting how Bill Priestep's name comes into it? The first time his, his name comes into it is on April 27th, 2018, roughly four years ago. Yeah. Q post 1288 was dropped. Focus on the FBI for now. Rubicki fired, Baker fired, McCabe fired. Comey fired Prestep, head of counterintelligence and Peter Strzok's boss, cooperating witness, power removed, Peter Strzok, deputy assistant director of counterintelligence, cooperating witness, power removed, Lisa Page, attorney with the FBI's Office of General Counsel, cooperating witness, power removed, conspiracy. Think about the above, only the above. Get the picture, Q. Uh, let's see, the other 10 that they show up are a summary of the... The, the mid-year investigation for Hillary Clinton's uh, email investigation where she uh, treasonously sold out America with classified information shared with the enemies around the world and basically uh, sent, probably set the world on a path for, for destruction with what she did illegally, and it was very treasonous. It shows an example in that investigation of how reporters worked with senior special agents, CIA directors, section chiefs, special agents in charge, and others to form the narrative about what we see in the news every single day. It shows unit chiefs, special agents in charge, talking to reporters and spinning information to make sure that the narrative gets spun just right. The FBI chain of command for the mid-year investigation just so happens that every one of these people have been fired from the FBI. And the world is is just, or the, the media is just telling us that uh, this is an investigation about Sussman. There's something much bigger happening here, which is why many of us are talking about this as often as possible. It's also interesting that Tashina Tashgahar and Kevin Kleinsmith are also in this list that were fired from the FBI for covering up Hillary's treasonous email investigation. It also posts this, James Baker fired, reported today, resigned, false, removed January, fired 421. Um, David Lofman is in this, as well as John Carlin, Sally Yates, Bruce Orr, Rachel Brand. Conspiracy, fake news, the swamp is being drained. Trust the plan, justice, Q. I post a list of the chain of command for the mid-year investigation, showing them all fired. It goes uh, uh, Michael Steinbach, John Glaconi. Randy Coleman, Trisha Anderson, Kevin Kleinsmith, Tashina Gahar, Sally Moyer. Nothing to see here. Logical thinking, biggest cover-up in U.S. history, attempted Q. And that's why we keep talking about this stuff, because it's, we think there's going to be some more and more and more and more to come with this. Uh, again, just talking about uh, Struck Page Priesta, Cortan, cooperating under resign title, to be called, Priestep, cooperating witness, power move, to be called, question mark. Uh, the answer to that question today is Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they cooperating with? Do you believe in coincidences? The more you know, Q. Uh, let's see. Priestep comes up in this one as well. On September 2nd, 2018, 
2059 was dropped. Firewalls 3 and 4.jpg. Ted Lou says, Dear agents of the FBI Counterintelligence Division, stand strong in your investigation of Trump Russia. Our nation is relying on you. Hey, Ted Lou, how's the World Economic at Davos doing? I know you're over there today. And then it says this. Three. Bill Priestep, head of FBI's counterintelligence, Strzok's Bross, cooperating witness power removed. Four, Peter Strzok, deputy assistant director of counterintelligence, FBI, cooperating witness, fired. Q. Ted Lieu sending a threat to the FBI counterintelligence division, basically, telling them what to do. This is how they would talk right in front of our eyes. It was, it was freaking crazy, dude. Oh, hey, we get to Mueller. <laughs> Mueller designed to safeguard Democrat party party base, false narrative, RE Russia collusion, Polish achieved evil, sky is falling, in an effort to divide and mobilize for future protests, riots, threats, violence, false flags, etc. And that's the only thing you need to know about Mueller, basically. I'll move on from that. <laughs> December 5th, 2018, 2552 dropped a Wall Street Journal article, another high-ranking FBI official to depart. Quote, after Mr. Priestep's departure, none of the high-ranking bureau officials involved in the two investigations will remain with the bureau. Follow the names on the list provided. Update, panic in D.C., the Clinton Foundation, nothing to see here, Q. Uh, the last couple that comes up is, again, just replaying the ones that we have already talked about a couple of times, showing that the whole head of the Bureau has been fired. Shall we play a game? Where are they now? <laughs> Reference, public optics, retired, left, refers to forced and fired. So there you go. That's how they, I'm going to go spend more time with my family. Coleman, Randy Coleman, assistant director for counterintelligence division, removed. Coleman authored. One, Anthony Weiner, sick. Two, unrelated. Three, Weiner, sick. Texting a 15-year-old, sexually explicit, 926. Federal Southwest, iPhone, iPad, laptop, initial analysis of laptop, thousands of emails. Hillary Clinton and Foundation, crimes against children. Kevin Kleinsmith, track and follow. Tashina Gahar, track and follow. Sally Moyer, track and follow. Jason V. Herring, nothing being done. Fake news, Q. And then the same one in <laughs> the same one again, FBI chain of command for the mid-year investigation, HRC email, FBI chain of command, FISA, Russia, POTUS, Flynn, Stone, Papadopoulos, Manafort, CIA, Bridge, Brennan, Intel assessment, 17, Ukraine link, FBI chain of command, DNC hack, CIA, Bridge, Ukraine, CrowdStrike, Brennan. Reconcile. If the chain of command plus the DOJ, the FBI, the F plus D foreign and domestic found guilty indictment chapter 115 class 1-99 RE USA versus 1236 RE FISA can the same argument be made RE mid-year plus DNC plus plus plus. Could the same argument, could FISA be used against them? Reference, public optics, retired left, refers to fired and forced. Federal Bureau of Investigation goes through the list of all of them who were fired. It also adds James Turgle, assistant director, fired. James Bauer, top congressional liaison, fired. Tricia Anderson, principal deputy general counsel, fired. Randy Coleman, assistant director of counterintelligence division, removed. Q. What's up, Space Cookie? Good to see you out there. We're looking into pre-steps since pre-steps in the news today. Ten cupels, and that are them. Interesting perspective that I always love to go back to. So there you go. That's uh, seven hours ago under cross-examination. Pre-steps said he does not recall why internal FBI chat messages said people on the seventh floor leadership are fired up about the allegations or why agents wrote 
they had no choice but to open an investigation. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, I, okay, I missed this one. FBI Assistant Director Bill Priestup doesn't recall taking notes of his conversation with James Baker after Baker received data documents from Sussman. Doesn't recall the context of the notes or specifics amid the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. And then under, so after that, under cross-examination, Precept says he does not recall why internal FBI chat messages said people on the seventh floor leadership are fired up about the allegations or why agents wrote that he had no choice but to open an investigation. Interesting. Priestep testified that he was unaware if the FBI opened an investigation. The only reason why he knows they did is because there was an EC file opened. Now, now on the stand is FBI agent Ryan Gaynor. FBI a- agent Ryan Gaynor said he first heard of the claims in September 23rd of 2016, briefing with the Chicago field office under the direction of Bozo Obama and volunteered to track it for the front office in D.C. There was a close hold on the case, meaning sources' identities are withheld. Of course, I wonder who put that close hold on it. Comey. Gaynor said FBI supervisory agent Jonathan Maffa asked him if to ascertain if close hold was helping or hindering the probe. It didn't matter, he said, because there wasn't a covert connection. Thus, there was a compelling reason to pull the hold. Under cross-examination from Bosworth, Gaynor said he told the grand jury and repeated in prep session that the DNC itself was the source, quote, of the allegations. Correct, he said, but that was wrong. Court has adjourned with Gaynor back on the stand upon return. Interesting. Intriguing discussions between Cooper and the attorneys regarding testimony by New York Times' Eric Lightblaw, who has filed for a protective order to limit what he can be asked. Prosecutors want to introduce his communications with Fusion GPS. Ooh, interesting. They are going to get the Fusion GPS. Huh. It's just so interesting. You know, I can't help myself. I mean... It's just interesting when you see Fusion GPS come up and stuff. It comes up in one, and it's the one that we read uh, the other day. Interesting. Let's see if it comes up with Fusion. Three posts comes up with Fusion. Hmm. Reconcile. April 27, 2018, Q1286. Reporting incorrect. Per White House, day before enemy slave, Mueller plus Uranium One, Mueller plus... Uh, financial records, Comey to POTUS not being investigated, Rod Rosenstein, Mueller to POTUS not a criminal target, so forth, so on. Baiting POTUS? Why no contact with WikiLeaks or Julian Assange? What is being investigated? Why is Mueller's team stacked with ex-Clinton Democrat senior-level authorities? Why are POTUS supporters screaming for an end? POTUS witch hunt end. Add Rudy quiet. Can the investigation officially publicly drop POTUS from review and continue? Why did the Podesta group close shop? Somebody asked who was directing Hillary Clinton. The Podesta group. Why are known bad bad actors... In full support of Mueller, why did POTUS interview FBI Director Mueller a day prior to special counsel appointment, if impossible, to assign position? Why did Sessions recuse? What are the powers of Hoover? IGH. Breitbart article, Big Government Turley says using a federal prosecutor is much better than a special counsel. Who has the power and who can know? Are Democrats using as a midterm tactic to win the House? Are Democrats using as ammo to gain a majority to impeach? Impeach on what grounds? What facts exist to impeach? House report, POTUS, no evidence of collusion. 
Mueller report will contradict per Brennan's tweet today. Disconnect exists. Republicans and Democrats negative for POTUS insurance policy. Indeed, it was Comey's release of memos to obtain a special counsel, special counsel POTUS of POTUS witch hunt. Uh, special counsel Comey, Rod Rosenstein. It is special counsel, right? Yeah. Uh, state POTUS not under investigation. Flynn pleads guilty to none committed crime. S interviewed, struck, struck page relationship with the judge. Uh, number two, McCabe struck page 302 modification. Fusion GPS, the Brits, raw intel, dossier, five eyes, Google, DNC rigging, superdelegates, funding, voter rolls, agreement, BS election voter fraud, CIA, DNI, FBI, DOJ, Secretary of State, President, dot, 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 more than you can imagine. R.E. Hillary Rodham Clinton insurance win. Why cover for remainder of illegal acts? Confused? Special counsel targeting who? Special counsel on team? Off team? Questions will reveal answers. Time will tell. Q. Interesting one to tie in. With these, that definitely brings some perspective for sure. Cooper, the question. Okay, so let me rewind here. Intriguing discussions on between Cooper and attorney regarding Eric Lightball and prosecutors want to bring in the Fusion GPS. That's why we just read that. Okay, Cooper, the question becomes, what is the appropriate scope of cross? I guess the question is, to what end and to what issues in the case is an appropriate line of questioning without getting into privilege issues? Sussman trial. Defense attorney uh, Sean Berkowitz said the scope focus on Mr. Sussman and Mr. Joffe's contacts with Lindblaw in setting up the meetings and communications regarding the status of the story, keeping him in updated on the proceedings, but nothing beyond that. Three hours ago, Gaynor is back on the stand, and as Baker last week, he is re- being repeatedly asked why he said different things at different times during this and related investigations. Uh, blur of names, days, emails, phone conversations, all bouncing back and forth between September 2016 and May of 2022, as Gaynor is questioning, questioned about what he said to who and when, heads are nodding, eyelids drooping, like wading through syrup. <laughs> gotcha. Gaynor is off the stand. More testimony coming. Uh, Prosecutor Britton Shaw is preparing to examine former FBI agent Allison Sands, who was among the Chicago field agents who determined Sussman's allegations were unsubstantiated. Gaynor uh, became aware of the case on September 23rd and volunteered to work on it. He said September 26th, he was informed the material came from an attorney who represented the DNC, who was provided the allegations by a confidential human source or CHS Gaynor. I quote, I understood that to mean that he was affiliated with the democratic party, but he had come to Baker representing himself. My takeaway from that at the time is he was not there representing the DNC, but acting independently at one point. Gaynor was potentially facing criminal charges for allegedly violating the close hold in saying he did he did told, told, tell Chicago agents the source was a DNC attorney. That was a mistake he clarified when reviewing his notes that cited the close hold. Okay, uh, when asked under cross by Bosworth how it felt to go from a witness to a potential subject in the investigation, he said two thoughts. I thought I had woefully prepared for the meeting, and second thought was I in was I in significant peril. 
Uh, Gaynor said that he uh, had known Sussman, got the data, white papers from an FBI confidential human source, Rodney Joffe. He would have asked more questions about the motives of the in, of all involved and not have volunteered to participate in the probe. Volunteered to participate. I'm sure he volunteered. Um, uh, Gaynor, quote, the question why confidential human sources are confidential is to protect the relationship with the government. He would have asked, why didn't the, the CHS provide the information directly to the FBI or the individual that would be handling or meeting with them? All right. An hour ago, FBI agent Allison Sands, who led the technical analysis of the thumb drives in the agency Chicago's office, said there was she was never told anything about a DNC attorney and was told the probe was requested by the DOJ. <laughs> I bet it was. Uh, an hour ago, and that was false. Bosworth said after Sands recalled told being told it was a DOJ investigation. True, she said, but she did not know that until learning the allegations were forwarded by Baker from an anonymous third party. Quote, an hour ago, had she known the origin of the claims was an FBI confidential human source, Sands, like Gaynor, said she would absolutely want to speak to the handlers. It would be very unusual for the confidential human source to bypass the handlers. It speaks to credibility and motive. Yeah, no shit. Sands said uh, she didn't know. There was a close hold on revealing the source of the data and still doesn't know who ordered the investigation other than it came from someone in headquarters and McCabe uh, hasn't been talked about yet. (laughs) And Twitter just blocked out the last thing. Let me go to um, reset this. All right. Um, we were at an hour ago. Britton Shaw begins to redirect Cooper. Let's see. Sands said interviewing Dagon was uh, the next logical step I was planning to take. She said she could not recall specifics, but she said either told not told not to focus on the logs in the thumb drives. Was told not to or to what couldn't she could not recall specifics, but said she was either told not to or to focus on the logs in the thumb drives. Okay. Britton Shaw begins an hour ago, uh, begins to redirect with Cooper after Cooper asks if anyone, everyone is up for another 15 to 20 minutes of testimony, but it only lasts minutes. Shaw asks Sands if she would have been interested to know the data was funded by the Clinton campaign. She said, uh, well, yes, <laughs> court has adjourned for the day with Cooper and attorneys discussing witness schedules and the emerging sense that proceedings are likely to leak into next week after Memorial day weekend, but the jury gets the case before the jury gets the case. Um, in cross Bosworth presented emails between Sands and fellow agent, Scott Hellman, a cyber guy who previously testified regarding the Genesis of the data and, and order to investigate. Mr. Sussman didn't conceal that from you. The FBI did. Hmm. Interesting. FBI agent Curtis Hyde, former FBI deputy counsel, Tricia Anderson. Hey, there's Tricia Anderson, DNC employee, Tom McMahon, and the prosecution's summary witness will testify Thursday, excuse me, Tuesday. It is uncertain who that summary witness is to close out the prosecution case, likely sometime Thursday. So that's interesting. They have a surprise witness, a summary witness. Yes. Maybe they'll call Barack Obama. That'd be great, wouldn't it? And for our summary witness, we call the man who helped direct it, Barack Obama himself. <laughs> I'll wait, right? All right, so there you go. There is uh, one of the summaries of the day. 
Uh, let me check in with you guys here real quick, and then I'm going to pull up one more thread and see if there's anything else breaking from Durham today. Let's see. Glenn out there says, you can't be a captain of Starfleet or a gotcha guys out there just kind of hanging out. I want to see Podesta up in the stand. Yeah, maybe it is Podesta, Space Cookie. That would be interesting. Um, so there you go. So thanks, guys, for all the support over there on the Fox Without app today. I think I missed a bunch of, yeah, Tech 264 Thanks for the info. Great show. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Darth Q369 dropping 500 gold pills on me. Thank you for that, Darth Q. CB Joey dropping a can. Oil Man, good to see you out there. Uh, uh, great to see you as well. And Vader with a cookie. Thanks for the support, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. Much love to you guys. Uh, let me check in with Twitch and see what's going on over there. Maybe Fear following just a couple minutes ago. Thank you for that. Dr. J Blazer uh, gifting a sub to Rockman. Thank you for again for that. Appreciate you guys very much. Swen17 with a new follow 17 minutes ago. How's that for nice timing? Comfortably numb. Gave out five subs. And Dr. J Blazer, a couple more, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys very much. 42 subs now, man. That is crazy, dude. I am an old woman. I stay pretty close to home these days. I can't tolerate morons any longer. Just to hate too much and no more. And no, <laughs> too much hate and no discussion. I hear you, comfortably numb. Um, I hear you. It's uh, it's a crazy world out there, and, and as you know, it's not on accident. What's good, Rumble Crowd? Thanks for being here today, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the summary today. Um, Chris, good to see you out there. Jack uh, was being detained. Yeah, they, they let him go, but, yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> uh, very interesting for sure. So thanks for all the lurkers out there, and I appreciate you guys very much. There is actually a crowd over there on DLive even. It's crazy. What are you guys doing over there? <laughs> Um, D Live uh, banned my my chat, man. So it sucks, dude. So I can't. They demonetize me for giving too much truth and not sucking their balls, I guess. So take all of your money out of D Live and put it in the foxhole or Rumble or something like that. I uh, appreciate all your guys' support over there. Uh, I want to check in over on um, over on Telegram and see if there's any threads out there from anyone about about Durham today. And then we'll move on. Thanks for being here today, guys. The Vigilant Fox, preemptive evidence of uh, health agencies, Robert Malone. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see. President Trump said he's very disappointed at the stance Mike Pence took regarding the 2020 election. He said, we'll have to see what happens and urge everyone to get out and vote for all the candidates he endorsed in Georgia. Side note, he warned that we are currently in great danger of a nuclear war, a precipice. Eh. Uh. World Economic Forum panelist demands recalibration of free speech. Yeah, right. Um, Just Human will be going live tonight at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central, with also another summary of uh, of Durham today. So check that out when you guys get time. Uh, let's see here. That's about it. Greg Phillips saying uh, that there's some raids happening in Arizona and more to drop on that. So we'll keep an eye on that. I'm just waiting for the actual news to drop that there was raids. Uh, but that kind of coming out, uh, leaking out today that there was, uh, some raids out there today. Um, Emma Robinson, president Trump called into John Fredericks. There's something going on that nobody can figure out. Okay. So we got that one. Kanika. What's good over there. Checking with him real quick. Uh, likelihood of some of these 2000 mules are bidding nonprofits funded by liberal dark money, Arabella advisors. There's a huge, uh, <laughs> link to Arabella advisors for sure. There is definitely a link there for sure. Um, let's see what else is going on out there. President Trump says Pennsylvania count could be a long time coming. Yeah, we got that one read earlier and Brian Cates. Let's check in with him real quick. 
Given what we know about Igor Denchenko's sudden departure from the U.S. back in 2010, what John Solomon reported about the Steele dossier's main source being a former Russian intelligence officer now living in the United States begins to make more sense. First, my column at the Epoch Times from October 11, 2018, when the the Solomon report about a former intelligence officer was first published. Not until years later did the reason go public for Danchenko's suddenly leaving the United States in 2010 for the United Kingdom. More evidence of real collusion indeed. Good stuff, Brian. Uh, here's a follow-up to the column in my substack from last November after Danchenko was indicted by Special Counsel John Durham. Danchenko fled in the U.S. in 2010 because he got caught committing espionage on U.S. soil. This is a matter of public record. Interesting. Um, Brian then says, despite the fact that Danchenko fled ahead of the FISA warrant, as, as the FBI opened the an espionage case against him in 2010, by l- at least 2015, he's back in the United States and working with Steele and Fusion GPS on the Steele dossier for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Ain't life grand? Indeed, Brian. If you think Mueller possibly being a white hat is mind-blowing, wait until they start rolling out Rod Rosenstein's real role in all this. Yeah, I don't... Eh, whatever. Uh, t- zero chance. Zero chance unless they were uh, trying to save themselves and they uh, they had to because they have a hit. Their life is a history of scumbaggery. So I, whatever. Um, all right. One more thing I wanted to do real quick. Let me see if I can find another. There's another uh, Durham thread out there. Uh, perspective that I want to see if I can find from Twitter. Uh, if I can find it real quick. Probably not. Nope. Uh, let's see. Let's try Sussman. Uh, found an account with Sussman. Ah, dang it. I can't find it, of course. All right, never mind. Let me just keep moving here. All right. Let's get into um, the... There were some <laughs> scuttlebutt rumors going around that we might hear a Roe versus Wade decision come out today. Um, and as you guys know, it's something that's very important for me and uh, all of us that we finally address this unconstitutional, disgusting Roe versus Wade and op-ed in the Western Journal this week to set this up. And then we're going to check in with SCOTUS blog to see if there's anything breaking today. And as soon as we hear anything on this front, you guarantee we'll be covering it here. So, all right, let me switch, switch views here. The Western Journal, an op-ed dropped this weekend. Three things the church must do immediately after Roe is overturned. This from Roland Warren uh, this weekend. The Supreme Court's impending ruling on the cases that made abortion legal across the country highlights a need for the church to ask what it must do to prepare for a post-Roe America. While courts can make abortion illegal, only God through his church can make it unthinkable. Churches have remained mostly on the sidelines of the abortion issue for fear of being seen as too political. When they do decide to get involved, their involvement, ironically, is primarily political. Political Christians ought not to see the life issue through the political lens, but through a discipleship lens. After all, every good work a Christian does should lead to discipleship. Food for the hungry, clothes for the naked, compassion for the pregnant. Indeed, Christians must begin to recognize discipleship as a critical tool in the fight to end abortion. If we are truly, if we are to truly end abortion, the long-term support and transformational power of discipleship are irreplaceable. 
Thankfully, there are thousands of pregnancy centers across the country doing incredible work to provide compassion for the pregnant. However, the core function of a pregnancy center is to provide material and emotional support from conception to birth to those walking through its doors. But women and men facing unplanned pregnancies often wonder whether there will be any support for them on the other side of choosing life. It is that lifelong support that should be a calling of the church. So in a post-Roe America, what happens to women and men if they no longer have the option of abortion? Churches must be equipped to lead with credibility and love, offering compassion, hope, help, and discipleship to vulnerable women and men. Moreover, the church can stop at being pro-life. The, the church can't stop at being pro-life, but it must become a pro-abundant life. We should not only be saving babies from abortion, giving them life, but also building strong, God-honoring families and making disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus' message to, hurt, to hurting people was, come as you are, but don't stay as you came, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The transformation found in Christ can break the cycle of abortion, but only when women and men are connected to a church that models God's design for life and family. The reality is that Roe versus Wade is being overturned every single day. Every time a woman chooses life, she has overturned Roe. Only the church can multiply this to a level our nation will need when abortion is no longer an option. Accordingly, the church must begin to approach the life issue differently in order to enter the discipleship relationships with the abortion vulnerable. First, pastors must lead their congregations to see the issue not as a political one, but as an opportunity for discipling and loving people in need. Then, churches, church small groups and other church-based ministries must work arm-in-arm with their local pregnancy centers, coming alongside those facing unplanned pregnancies with material and spiritual support. They must be willing to discipline, disciple abortion-vulnerable women and men, bringing them into the church for long-term support. Finally, churches must have a dedicated ministry that serves women and men facing unplanned pregnancies, much like the Making Life Disciples program created by CareNet that is used by hundreds of churches. 44, 54% of women who have abortions claim to be Catholic or Protestant. In, recent, in a recent national survey commissioned by CareNet, nearly two in five women who had abortions attended church at least monthly at the time of their first abortion. This provides a tremendous opportunity for the church to minister to abortion-vulnerable women and men with compassion, hope, and material assistance. My prayer is that Christians... My prayer is that as Christians, we would begin to see this issue the way God does, as an opportunity to disciple those in need and bring more people to faith in him. During, during a critical time in our nation, I pray that God will guide the church, mobilizing believers with the full armor of God to come alongside those in need to overturn Roe in hearts and minds, regardless of what the laws of our land say. The views expressed in this opinion article are those of the author. Great article this weekend by Roland Warren. Thank you for that great read today. I appreciate that very much. And as soon as we hear more about Roe or anything on that front, I'll let you guys know on that front. We'll check in with Scotus blog today to see if there's anything new on that front. Uh, Let's see. 
habeas habeas court may conduct an evidentiary hearing and otherwise consider evidence beyond the state court. Morgan versus Sundance court ruled nine nothing that federal courts may not adopt an arbitration specific rule conditioning a waiver of the right to arbitrate on showing of prejudice. Okay. Uh, the court released an order list on for the May 19th conference. The judges, the justices did not grant review in any new cases. Court restricts prisoners ability to pursue claims that their lawyers are incompetent <laughs> in a six, three opinion by justice Clarice Thomas. It will make it uh, more difficult for state prisoners to argue in federal post conviction proceedings that their trial lawyers were constitutionally ineffective. Interesting. Uh, defendants who delay can lose their chance to arbitrate court rules in a nine nothing decision today as well. Uh, justices grant no new cases. Breyer reiterates the doubts about the constitutionality of capital punishment. No one cares what Breyer has to say. Non unanimous acquittals and attorney client privilege an article. And then justice split over the question to the federal court review immigration cases. All right. So that's all there is in SCOTUS blog today. I just wanted to read through them real quick and see what was out there because it's been a while since we went through SCOTUS blog. So, compelling article indeed, Bill Cooper. All right. Jeff Dunham takes on Joe Biden in a hilarious skit. How about a chance to laugh for a second here, guys? You're not the president. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Come on, man. Everyone says I look just like him. <laughs> and somebody else is always telling me what to say. <laughs> so here I am. Ta-da! And you know, you could actually put me in office, and at least you know for sure I'm not the one running the show. <laughs> We get it. You know, Walter, a lot of people support the president. Name two. Okay, his wife and his sister, he gets those two confused a lot. Oh, tell me I'm wrong. So what's the purpose of you coming out here dressed as Biden? I'm pretending to be the president. What's that going to accomplish? Uh, nothing. So we'll have the same record. <laughs> accomplished a few things. Name two. Yeah, that's harder than the SAT, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so you're the president. What are you going to do? Stay the course? Stay awake. <laughs> Falling asleep in public as the president is a presidential senior moment. Right. A Joe moment. A Joe mo. <laughs> you have mojo. I have Joe mo. <laughs> and the other you're snoozing. <laughs> okay, so you're dressed up as the president. You want to have like a, like a press conference? Oh, sure, that'd be great. Will you know the answers to any real question? I don't know. Are you a hunter? <laughs> you look just like him. If I have you ask you tough questions about current issues, will you have answers? I will if this thing that my ear works and the folks backstage tell me what to say. <laughs> Do you really think that's how that works? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. 
Uh, there's way too much truth in that shit, man. That is good stuff from Jeff Donham today. Dr. J. Blazer, thank you very much. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you for your support. I appreciate you very much. Hunter Biden whistleblower in the news today as well. Nice little transition here from that to this. I wanted to hear this. I didn't get a chance to listen to this yet. Check this out. Shortly thereafter, it became my property. I took a look at some of the data. Uh, I definitely saw some things that were a concern, an obscenely large amount of money being traded hands with Burisma in exchange for favors from the State Department and basically a pay-for-play scheme. Yeah. And I knew that between that and the embarrassing content that was on the laptop, I needed to get this to the authorities. I want to get it to the FBI because I feel like this is the proper channel. Uh, but I need to do it in Albuquerque. I can't, I can't do it myself. I'm too afraid to do it myself. Uh, so I enlisted my father to do it for me. Uh, so he approached the Albuquerque field office for the FBI in October, early October of 2019. And he walks into an office where the FBI agent basically tells him to lawyer up, get the hell out, and don't talk about this. Really? Yep. And this is, my dad was sitting there with a hard drive, a copy of the drives and paperwork. What's the relationship between you and the FBI been like since that moment? Well, uh, my father and I were just disenfranchised. We thought there was, you know, we didn't know what to do. Uh, It was a month later that an FBI agent named Joshua reaches out to my father in an effort to get a hold of me that we finally thought maybe somebody's going to take this seriously. Uh, so the FBI met with me at my home and asked me about my concerns. Uh, then they said they were going to come and they wanted to make a forensic clone of the drive. Uh, when they showed up, instead of bringing a tech guy with them, they brought a subpoena. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to take everything. And I'm like, okay, great. Take it, take it all. This is exactly what I wanted in the first place. You said your father reached out in October of 2019 mm-hmm. in Albuquerque. If you wanted this out of your possession so desperately, I believe it legally came into your possession as your mm-hmm. property in the summer of 2017. Well, the Hunter's lawyer said my a customer dropped it, or Hunter dropped it off in 2017. He dropped it off in 2019. He, Hunter didn't even remember when he dropped it off. I see. So, so you held on to the laptop for a couple of months before mm-hmm. reaching out to the FBI. Mm-hmm. When the impeachment trial went down, I was still had my fingers crossed that the FBI was going to admit the laptop as evidence so the White House had, some, had it for defense. Uh, my heart sank when the impeachment trial concluded. And there was no sign of that laptop anywhere because I had definitely seen stuff on that laptop that would have justified a phone call to Zelensky saying what happened in, during the former administration because there was a lot of money exchanging hands. There's a lot of uh, pay for play. Your next move is, an, is, a, is a move that, that brings this story to all of us. August of 2020, I knew the clock was ticking and I finally had enough. I decide to reach out to Rudy Giuliani's office directly. And then Rudy starts revealing some of the information mm-hmm. and immediately now it's Russian disinformation. Yep, it was scary because the article came out at 6.30 in the morning and by 9.30 it was like this digital iron curtain had descended and nobody was allowed to talk about it. Nobody could tweet it. New York Post account was blocked. Facebook was blocking it and then it started happening, Russian disinformation, Russian disinformation. And it was like this coordinated effort by mainstream and social media all at the same time. My life was ruined in that process 
But the nation is suffering. Are you a Russian asset? Are you perpetuating <sighs> Russian disinformation? <laughs> Um, I just think it's the, the irony, like for the entire Cold War, there have been Mac Isaacs flying planes going after communists. And to be accused of being one of those communists or even playing a part in that is just absurd to me. You have Same sued playbook. Uh, Politico, mm -hmm. The Daily Beast, CNN, and Congressman Adam Schiff mm -hmm. for slander. Tell me about that lawsuit. Well, I went after Twitter originally because they labeled me a hacker. And I, I know. Dinesh D'Souza posted this today. I, I would assume this morning. I don't know exactly when it was, when it was. Never thought I would have an opportunity to defend my actions or hold those accountable again. Uh, that's one reason why I, I sat down and I wrote my book because I, I knew that in the court of law, I was destroyed, but maybe I still had a chance in the court of public opinion. Uh, I now have a second chance to hold these people accountable, and I'm, I'm going to fight like hell to do it. <laughs> that boomerang effect is going to keep happening. It's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> drip, drip, drip indeed. That boomerang effect is just going to keep happening. These people are stupid, and they really believe that they are above the law. When, you're, when your mind is lost to Satanism, uh, <laughs> apparently you lose all perspective on life. Uh, and that's what's happening to these people. Um, Dr. J Blazer, God bless you. Thank you for your support, uh, over there on rumble. Thanks for being here today, guys. We're going to keep it moving today. We only got about 20 minutes left and I still got a lot to get to. Um, a lot of people talking about Pacific getting detained today. Yeah, it was interesting. The world economic forum police not allowing Jack Pacific to leave for about an hour until they started uh, recording them and getting it out there in social media. Uh, it's amazing how the world has changed since then. Let's keep it moving today. Attorney says Fed subpoenaed Hunter Biden paternity documents, including tax returns. They wanted every record, the investigation that literally nobody is talking about. <laughs> uh, the, the Biden crime family investigation in Delaware which makes you wonder since it's in Delaware if there's actually going to be any justice anywhere. But we'll see. Attorneys say Fed subpoenaed Hunter Biden. They wanted every record. Catherine Harris dropped this on April 21st, 2022. She had more information that she dropped today about this. Just a reminder to everybody that uh, prosecutors investigating Hunter Biden subpoenaed documents from a paternity lawsuit that included tax records for the president's son, according to documents, and an attorney involved in the matter. They wanted every record relating to Hunter Biden we had. Uh, yes, I can't wait for more information on that investigation to start coming out. Lincoln Memorial closed after partying elite college grads trashed the shrine on the eve of the centennial. Kristen Taylor dropping this in the Gateway Pundit. As you can see here, the Lincoln Memorial is closed this morning following a local university graduation celebration that left litter, broken bottles, and spilled wine and champagne covering the steps. We will reopen soon after the area's been cleaned and made safe. So Georgetown University, good work. Way to, uh, way to party on the Lincoln Memorial. Um, yeah. Democrats' census shenanigans may have cost Texas and Florida House seats unfairly gave blue states more seats. Here we go. The, the shenanigans continue. Even with the census, 
And I, I saw Seth Keschel, Captain Seschel, say this is maybe as many as 10 electoral votes. They're continually rigging elections because why? Their policies are freaking moronic. The Democrat Party is rigging elections in America in every way conceivable. One way that it is fixing elections before they even take place is by fraudulently counting the number of U.S. citizens in their states. Wall Street Journal's electoral board on Friday published an opinion editorial that lays out convincingly that Democrats' fraud likely cost Texas and Florida additional House seats. Meanwhile, blue states undeservedly pick up seats. Well, well, quote, remember how Democrats accused the Trump administration of trying to rig the 2020 uh, census? The Wall Street Journal rhetorically asked, quote, now a Census Bureau study reveals that Republican-leaning states may have been hurt by mistaken undercounts. Uh Uh-huh. Mistaken. Oops. My bad. Didn't mean to. On Thursday, the Bureau published the results of its post-enumeration analysis, which it does after every census to identify errors in the counts, the story notes. Its study found that 14 states were over or under counted by statistically significant margins. Compare that to 2010 when the Bureau's post hoc analysis found that all state population counts were more or less accurate. States with large overcounts included, well, Hawaii by 6.8%, Delaware, of course, by 5.5%, Rhode Island by 5.1%, Minnesota, New York, Utah, Massachusetts, Ohio, the story continues. Those undercounted by big margins include Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Florida, Illinois, and Texas. Texas was undercounted by about 570,000 people, while New York was overcounted by 695,000, the story adds. That's a lot of people, yet the findings aren't shocking. We noted last spring that when the results from the reapportionment apportionment were announced that the census counts diverged sharply from the Bureau's 2020 population estimates in many of the states, the inaccuracies may have cost Florida and Texas an additional house seat, and given Rhode Island and Minnesota one, they shouldn't have received, the Wall Street Journal concluded. New York might have lost another house seat if the census were more accurate. So how did the Bureau get the counts so wrong? The Bureau blames the pandemic. Of course they do. COVID is suddenly to blame for freaking everything. We'll see. This is the initial ad hoc review, meaning hopefully they're going to catch it and fix it, right? We'll see. New York's attorney general launches a probe of Twitch, 4chan, 8chan, Discord, and other social media companies after the Buffalo attack, and they continue to spin their false narratives. Just wanted to point that out there that uh, the New York's attorney general is still targeting anyone who police who disagrees with them politically. So here we go. Uh, the city's case against us is crumbling. New York City retreats on firing. 4,650 NYPD who refused the jab as crime surges. Interesting as um, uh, they are retreating on on the vaccine mandates, but only out of dire necessity as the crime wave hits New York because of officers who are standing up for what's right. There you go. And a rebuke to the Pentagon. Navy board finds three to nothing for the vax objector amid questions of mandates lawfulness. Quote, we are encouraged that the truth was revealed to the, in this board, and we hope this groundbreaking case sends a strong message to the Department of Defense, said Counsel for Navy Lieutenant Bill Mosley. Very interesting that this came out today as well, or yesterday, I should say. 
In a stinging rebuke to the Pentagon, a Navy Administrative Separation Board unanimously uh, voted unanimously to retain an officer who refused to comply with the military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Navy Lieutenant Bill Mosley, uh, who has been an officer for 22 years, could have chosen to retire from the military when he was ordered to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. He also could have submitted a religious accommodation request since he objected to the vaccine for religious reasons. Risking his retirement, Mosley chose instead to take his case to the Administrative Separation Board after learning that the Navy and other services intended to implement a blanket denial policy, according to the press release uh, from his attorney. Mosley consulted with the legal and medical experts and became convinced that as an officer, he had an obligation to take a stand against the unlawful order and be a voice for thousands of enlisted sailors. The press release continued. Younts told just the news. Mosley is one of the, is one of the first Navy service members, maybe even the first officer to go to the board over the COVID vaccine mandate. Any service member who has been in the military for more than six years is entitled to a board's due process. Congratulations to those that have a spine and are standing up for what's right. Do me a favor, please do your digital soldier duties. Spread this one far and wide. It is very important that we uh, spread the word on this one. Let me get this out there over to you on tiger network as well as Rumble. Grab that link, share it far and wide, and let everyone know that there is good things happening out there every single day. Yeah, I forgot about that advertisement. I'll get to it in a second here. The Voss booed at the GOP convention after repeating legislature can't decertify the 2020 election. Here, listen to this. At six. Oh, never mind. It's the whole thing. Anyways, you get the idea. Uh, there's GOP convention this week, uh, this weekend, and uh, Voss was like, yeah, we can't, nothing, nothing we can do. Our lawyers have told us that we are, blah. Hold the House session, do it, and see what happens. In a key Wisconsin battleground, law and order becomes the Achilles heel for Democrat incumbents, while most of the country braces for pocketbook election driven by runaway inflation, get Rucker gas prices, and baby formula shortages. <clears throat> Uh, sorry about that. <clears throat> Wisconsin is seeing a, pro- a crime wave here in in, in uh, Democrat mayor <laughs> run, run areas. You guys saw the two dozen shot outside the NBA playoff game. And then there has been a the Christmas massacre carried out by a repeat of felon, record car thefts and drug overdoses. And once again, Democrat policies are foolproof to show you why they don't care about protecting and doing their jobs. They don't care about the people at all. Uh, we'll keep it moving here, and then we'll check in with you guys and chat here for a little bit. Uh, 29 people arrested for either child sex crimes or human trafficking in an Arizona sting over the weekend. Last week, results from an undercover operation dubbed April Fools aimed at targeting sex, alleged sexual predators was announced by local law enforcement in partnership with U.S. Immigration and Customs uh, Enforcement and Homeland Security Investigations. HSI joined the Phoenix Police Department Human Exploitation and Trafficking, along with the Mesa, Chandler, Scottsdale, Glendale, Surprise Police Departments, Arizona Department of Public Safety, the FBI, Arizona Attorney General's Office for April Operation April Fools. The undercover operation targeting the demand for child sex crimes and human trafficking netted 29 male arrests, 
Throughout the operational period, undercover detectives placed ads on websites commonly sought out by suspects seeking illegal sex acts with minors. The suspects allegedly solicited and or brokered deals for various sex acts and were subsequently arrested. The following 29 suspects solicited various sex acts include Moses Angel Companion. I'm not going to read them all, all with their charges, but, but I want to read their names. Christopher Rodriguez, Amerno Camilo Sanchez, Roberto Armendariz, Kevin Bach, Lionel Jim, Ernest Villa, John Micheleco, Angel Emilio, Joseph Michael Robinson, Jonathan D. Rogers, James Irvin Fulton, Sebastian Valencio, Jesus De Leon, Ian Douglas, Joseph Joseph Lalaquita, um, Willie Guadron, Franklin Meza, Daniel Dormay, Venezuela, Brian Gutierrez, uh, Robert Averill, Trevor Bartschi, Jesse Macias, Alexis Juan, Sergey Morin, Hesse Stewart, Carl Gibson, and Aram Cheesebrow. Anyone anyone has information, call one 866-DHS-2-ICE if you have anything that you need to give tips out about that. All right. Good news, to say the least. 78 pounds of infant formula arrived in the United States today. Um, a military plane enough uh, carrying enough infant formula for more than half a million baby bottles arrived in Indianapolis, the first of several flights expected from Europe aimed at relieving a shortage that has sent parents scrambling to find enough to feed their children. It got worse today as well out there. President Joe Biden authorized the use of Air Force planes for the effort dubbed Operation Fly Formula. How original. Because no commercial flights were available. The formula weighed 78,000 pounds. White House Secretary so-and-so said Air Force One uh, reporters aboard Air Force One flew from South Korea to Japan. Um, Agriculture Secretary Tim Vilsack was in Indianapolis to greet the arrival in the first shipment. The flights are intended to provide some incremental relief in the coming days as the government works on a more lasting response to the shortage, said the director for White House National Economic Council. Um, let's see. Sunday's flight brought 15% of specialty medical grade formula needed in the United States because of various actions by the government. People should see more formula in the stores starting as early as this week. Uh huh. Um, let's see here. The manufacturer is Abbott Nutrition, can now receive priority orders of raw materials like sugar and corn syrup for infant formula. So, yeah, there you go. Abbott Laboratories is the one who's making this. I, you, it just scares me what is in this shit, dude, and what they're doing to our babies. I don't, I don't have any evidence of anything, but I know that Abbott's been in the news a lot lately. I just know that. That's crazy, man. So that's what's out there on that front. The last couple I got, massive peanut butter recall. Many of you probably have already heard that issue after people begin falling ill. Here's how to tell if you need to trash yours. Got a picture on the screen right here. Look at that. Outbreak alert. Jif, uh, Jiffy formula, uh, uh, Jiffy formula, uh, Jiffy peanut butter has the code 1352425. 1352425. Check your Jiffy and see if you have that code on your, under, under if you're best if used by, right underneath right there at the very bottom right there. It's, it's stamped on the side of the thing. 
on the side of the the wrapper. So that's what it'll look like right there. That's where it's stamped. So check it out. Uh, I think I think there are more recent ones that have been sent out there, but if you haven't heard about that, there's that. Nine minutes left, uh, and it's good to see you guys all out there. I missed uh, some stuff over there in the Foxhole.app. What's going on the Foxhole? Classical Chick, hey, thanks for the true social follow. It's exhausting adding another platform, but at least we won't get banned exactly. Uh, Space Cookie, again, oh, thank you for the cookie. I appreciate that. Thank you for the good info. I appreciate that. Navy Vat, what's good? Trump back yet? We are at the... At the at the show and tell stage of the plan. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, yep. Sure thing. TAC264 phone. Thanks for the great info. I appreciate that. Oh, thanks again. Uh, you see large recalls. That is the government stealing and the stockpiling. Same with the formula. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That's a good point, TAC264. I appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for being here. We'll check in with FCCED and the, and the Department of Justice here pretty quick and see what's going on over there as well. Uh, what's going on, Rumble? Ildo the Hood. Yes, it seems that he's on the loose now. I guess we're having a conversation out there. Gotcha. Pterodactyl through the lens of the word of God. Indeed. Thank you for joining us here today, Pterodactyl. And Chris, thank you for everything out there. I appreciate that very much. Uh, real quick, I forgot earlier to mention my pillow even. So let me get, let me get a, a, an ad in here and we'll talk, we'll go to FCCED and check in with the Department of Justice here real quick. Don't forget to check out mypillow.com backslash Abe when you get a moment. Uh, you guys have been using the code a lot and they have a blowout sale on, on, uh, slippers right now you can get a huge deal on slippers uh go to mypillow.com backslash abe and you can click on the on the blowout sale right there you can save 90 dollars. you get them for 50 bucks with a, with a promo code you can help me you can help the show and you get yourself some sweet slippers and a free book with it so you can also have buy one get one free sheets pillows uh roll anywhere pillows towel sets as well buy one get one free um so check it out when you guys get time mypillow.com backslash abe if you want to if you, everybody needs towels Everybody needs towels, man. So grab some towels and uh, use discount code Abe and you can help the show and get yourself some cool stuff at a really good discount. So thank you, MyPillow.com, for their support of the show. We appreciate them very much. I had to make sure I get that in there today. I forgot about it earlier. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, SCCED today. What's going on over there? We'll check in on that. We'll be back here tomorrow again for another edition of Uncensored Abe. Thanks for being here today, guys. So let's check in. Right quick with FCCED and the Department of Justice, see if there's anything new out there today. I think I think I did see, whoops, swinging a miss on the refresh. Nigeria's accountant general suspended over an $80 billion fraud. Nigeria's accountant general of federation, who on Monday was arrested by the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission. Huh, interesting. Veteran Miami DEA agents charged in a bribery and conspiracy. Wells Fargo advisors fined $7 million for SEC probe failures in money laundering oversight. Wells Fargo advisors in the news. You guys all know that ties in directly with Hillary Clinton. That's that's who she used for the Clinton Foundation. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Former commissioner of the drainage district and wife convicted of fraud. Former Georgia insurance commissioner indicted on federal health care fraud and money laundering charges. And, of course, we we caught last week where the U.S. takes the the top spot for the world's biggest enabler of financial secrecy. Uh, You got to love it. Wells Fargo advisors of subsidiary of banking giant Wells Fargo has agreed to pay $7 million to settle charges that have violated federal anti-money laundering statutes by failing to file suspicious activity reports. According to the accusations outlined in the SEC release, the subsidiary failed to properly implement a new versions of its internal anti-money laundering or AML monitoring and alert system. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> 
so, so orders and transfers as early as 2021 from 2019 to 2021 Wells Fargo advisors also failed to file at least nine other suspicious activity reports starting in April of 2017 after it allegedly failed to appropriately process wire transfer data. <laughs> uh, I'm, you, you guys, you, you know this has to link to the Clinton Foundation. It has to. That is hilarious. That is a good one out there. I'll make sure I get that one out there far and wide. Let us check in with the Department of Just Us. To see if they're doing anything, anything other than speeching, speeches, speeching. Mr. Spock, five-minute nap time, trying to get a hold out. Gotcha, I gotcha. Here we go. Let's finish it off with this. Tennessee corrections officer charged with obstructing investigation into allegations of sexual misconduct with an inmate. Justice Department announces updated guidance on improving law enforcement response to sexual assault and domestic violence and preventing gender bias. What the fuck? Whatever. Uh, we finished off Friday, I believe, with defendant's sentence in Tennessee, a multi-million dollar nationwide telemedicine pharmacy fraud scheme. And that was pretty much it from Friday. There you go. Uh, that is the last thing I have for you guys today. Thanks for being here. I'll hang out with you guys here and chat for a little bit. Let me go ahead and release. Uh, well, actually, I'll wait for a second. I got a couple minutes here. So we can hang out with you guys for a little bit and see what uh, what else you guys are going on, going on out there. You see anything new happening out there today? Is anything breaking? I didn't see anything earlier. Let me check in real quick. Looking pretty quiet right out there right about now. Looking pretty quiet out there right now. Cat the Great says, on a scale of one to the hundred uh, of one to the twenty-fifth amendment, where are we at? Despite Biden's latest, Pentagon says nothing has changed in the US defense of Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> Biden ha- Biden has no clue what what he's saying because he's just being uh what do I what do I say now? What do I what do I say now? And it's interesting how they have to constantly correct it, though. You notice that? It's like, no, nah, that's not really what we meant. No, that's not quite it. Stormrider in the in, in the house. Thanks for the new follow, as well as Nancy. Thanks for being here today, guys. Rose among us, uh, among horns. Gotcha. I'm sorry, I couldn't read it. JC Bird dropping a thousand bits on me, as well as comfortably numb, gifting on one month something to Who Cares News. I appreciate that, Doctor J Blazer. Thank you for all your support. Thank you guys very much for all the support over there on Twitch. I love you guys, man. Can't do it without you guys. Appreciate it very much. DJ Camp, you enjoy your evening as well. Glenn said, today reported three Air Force cadets will not receive commission due to no vax. They will receive a bachelor's degree. Wow. Interesting. The fight continues indeed. Mount area is beautiful. I bet it is. Wells Fargo makes a ton of money violating laws and gets slapped for doing it. That's a good point, resilient one. That's a slap on the wrist. That is a very good point. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap it up today. A couple minutes early. I'll go ahead and release the scratch-offs there now. Take Check that out when you guys get time. Appreciate you guys being here. We'll wrap it up again tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Dave. Thanks for being here today, guys, as we are every day. We'll definitely cover more of Durham tomorrow, see what uh, Techno Fog has to say about today's stuff, and see if uh, Margot Cleveland has any articles. So we'll cover that tomorrow as well. So thanks for being here today, today, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. We'll be back here tomorrow, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, for another edition of Uncensored Abe, mypillow.com backslash Abe. God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. 
Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.